This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Welcome into Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Chuck Ronzeville at Spirit Chuck. We both are here on the Spirit over Spirit.com. Hey, Chuck, do you have the lottery numbers? I do. I think I'm going to win, too. <laughs> Things have been going my way recently. I'm saying. I'm saying. Now, if you do win, I would like you to share a little bit. I mean, I've been with you for a while. Loyalty should give me, like, what, 10%? Oh, I, I don't know. I, it, it's it'll be in the millions. Oh, okay, good. As long as it's the millions, a million, I'll t- a million's fine. That's fine. That seems about right. Okay. Man, it's been going good though. <laughs> I mean, Ole Miss has gotten good news out of the transfer portal, filling out the coaching staff. Let's start with the portal. Walker Howard committed today on this Wednesday as we record, January eighteenth, the last day for um, players to declare that they're entering the transfer portal. They don't have to make a decision today, but this is the last day for them to get in. This is the biggest get so far. What do you think about it? Oh, no question. I I think this is exactly what Lane Kiffin and the staff needed. Uh, since they didn't sign a, a high school quarterback, Walker is kind of a proven commodity. He's got some maturity on him. Um, I, I really like the kid. I think he's the quarterback of the future. And, you know, I've, I've, I'm just ecstatic about it. I I don't know what else to say. Well, what does it mean now for quarterback recruiting in the portal? Last time we talked on Monday – um, you mentioned how Ole Miss would take all three. That's kind of changed. Mike Wright of Vanderbilt not really um, pursuing him hard as Ole Miss right now, but Spencer Sanders is certainly still out there. Uh, what do you make of the quarterback recruiting today on this Wednesday, different from maybe Monday? Uh, well, just that Wright is kind of out of the picture now. Uh, I think think one reason um, Ole Miss was able to get Walker Howard was because they they promised the Howards that they wouldn't bring in another underclassman. and you know, the Howards don't care about Spencer Sanders because he's only going to be here a year. And I do think that's still a go. I'll be surprised if he doesn't announce in the next day or two uh, for Ole Miss and come in here and compete with Jackson Dart and let Walker Howard learn for a year. Or or Walker could beat out one of those guys. Who knows? Or both of them. Who knows? Uh, I just think it's a healthy situation to – bolster that room and and give dark some competition that'll make it made him better last year when he had to compete against luke altmeyer and it'll make him better this year competing against spencer sanders assuming he comes here and walker howard yeah it changed the entire complexion of the room the entire perception of the room how we cover the room because this time last year i mean you're talking about a two-man quarterback battle that lasted into the season and let's be quite honest here luke altmeyer gave it a hell of a run but Jackson Dart was the presumed starter when they signed him in January. He ended up being the starter for all but one game. Uh, now, though, this competition is different. You have three viable guys, assuming Spencer Sanders does happen. You have three viable guys that could all lay claim to start. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's ideal. 
Yeah. Um, and I think, I think the idea that, uh, the young guys got a clear path to start for a couple of years, darts got a, a class, a, a path. If he plays well to start another couple of years and Sanders is coming here trying to prove a point. So, um, I get it. I like it. Um, I think it played out perfectly for us. Uh, I was concerned about it after we didn't sign a high school quarterback, but obviously, uh, they knew what they were doing and, and got it done. Yeah, one thing I've learned through this process is even when it feels like it's an absolute mess recruiting-wise or maybe it's disjointed, lack of uniformity over there, Lane Kiffin does have a plan. I mean, he has been in front of the portal recruiting specifically. I mean, I remember this time last year, well, before today, um, there was a lot of panic about, well, what is almost going to do at quarterback? Dylan Gabriel's gone, Cam Ward is gone, and Jackson Dart ended up being the Hall. Well, this Hall is even more impressive considering you're, you're checking all the boxes for what you need. You wanted competition for Dart. You get that with both Spencer Sanders potentially and Walker Howard, who's now in the boat. But developmentally, they just haven't had that guy on campus since Lane Kiffin's been here. And Marcel Reed was committed for almost a year, uh, flips to Texas A&M late. And a lot of that had to do with Texas A&M gave him a lot of NIO money, and Ole Miss opted not to match that money. So uh, originally when that happened, there was some concern about, okay, well, what can Ole Miss do as far as the quarterback of the future? Well, now you've got that in spades with Walker Howard. I mean, this is a player... Top 50 in the 2022 class, number six overall quarterback, four-star. He's an absolute stud. So I, I just think that the times in which we start to panic, not just media and fans, but just everybody in and around Ole Miss online community in regards to what's going on with football, there is a plan, and now you're starting to see the plan bear out. Maybe it doesn't follow the timeline that you want, but maybe that's just kind of what college football recruiting is now, right? I mean, there's no timeline for this stuff. Heck, you said on Monday this thing could last to June. Roster construction. Yeah, well yeah. – but I mean, but but let's let's be totally honest about it. Yeah, they had a plan to go out and get some quarterbacks, but they didn't have a plan specifically who they wanted because they didn't know who would get in the portal. Right. Uh, so I mean, it's a little bit of a crapshoot, but the but the craps came up seven uh, for them <laughs> this time with Walker Howard coming available and uh, Spencer Sanders deciding to you know he's in he's in transfer portal uh, for the first time so. You know things things worked out for them. I mean, it could have could have been the other way. Uh, so while they had a plan to get quarterbacks, the quarterbacks had to become available for them to get. So they were a little fortunate in that regard, but they made it happen when they did become available. So hey, pat on the back for that. So what's next? Do you think Victor Kearney, the offensive lineman from Washington, he's in the boat. Um, Quincy McGee, the offensive lineman from UAB, he's in the boat now. Walker Howard. What do you expect to come next? Mr. I'm getting everything defense. right. Okay. Defense, 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 and more defense. And I don't think they're even – I think there's – I think there's four or five more that are going to be signed. Um, I believe the North Texas State corner, cornerback, Louisville linebacker, uh, the Alabama linebacker, they're, they're all in the portal. I think we got a really strong shot to get all of them. And uh, that's certainly need areas. The uh, the one area I am concerned with is defensive line. It doesn't seem to be many of those in the portal. And I'm concerned that the ones that get in the portal after spring may not be the quality any better than what you already have. So uh, that's my that's one my one area of concern. But they, they seem to be showing up most every other area if, if all these come true. And um, I think they are going to. Deshaun Gaddy is the cornerback from North Texas. He's on campus right now visiting the linebacker from um, Louisville is Monty Montgomery. They're also talking to Xavier Carter. But you're right in regards to 
defensive line recruiting. There just isn't a lot out there. And as far as cornerbacks, um, Davison Igbenosin is probably the biggest recruit, but it's not looking great like it maybe was on Monday or wasn't, isn't looking as promising. What's the latest on Davison? Well, I, I heard this morning that they're still hopeful. Um, you know, they certainly haven't given up. Um, and I talked to him last night, him being Davison. I talked to him last night, and he said some big schools are after him, but that he would like to stay. Uh, but Ole Miss has kind of got to, you know, up the ante some. Uh, and they can negotiate with current players all they want to, you okay. know. So that's an ongoing negotiation right now. And I think they're close. I really do. I I, I don't know if they're going to get him or not, but I think they're close to, to retaining him, and we'll see. And I think it's probably 50-50 right now. Well, with what when the new year started – there was a different feeling around roster construction and what Lane Kiffin and company were getting done in the portal or just rebuilding the roster after an eight and five year in which they lost five of their last six. How do you feel now about it? Cause I feel differently. I, you know, it, it always matters with, with results, right? When you get results, of course there's this positive reaction. Oh, it's back to normal again. And maybe that just tells us to be more patient here, but I do feel like it, it is in a much better place. The overall health of the roster than maybe it was entering the new year. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel better about it, but I'm, you know, I want to see more, you know, I want to see these two linebackers come to fruition. I'd love to see Davison stay. Uh, we need another corner. So this guy from North Texas is kind of important to me. Um, want to go ahead and see Sanders make it official, even though I think that's probably a done deal. And, uh, you know, and then just keep going on the defensive side of the ball and hopefully maybe a defensive tackle or a, or a, Rush in will pop available. That's you know SEC quality because we we need that. And uh, but but yeah, I'm I'm fine with where they are right now. Ole Miss fans, basketball season is heating up for both the men's and women's basketball teams. Show your support for their efforts on the court by signing up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today. You can sign up to pledge a specific amount for every Rebel win and earn blue priority points through every donation. Visit givetoathletics.com slash donate, that's givetoathletics.com slash donate, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159 to sign up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today with the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. With coaching staff stuff, Ole Miss on Tuesday hired um, Wes Neighbors, a safeties coach, and they're not done there. What's the latest on the coaching staff stuff? Well, I talked to uh, Gunnar Brewer, Billy Brewer's son, is in is at Maryland, and I talked to him yesterday morning uh, about Wes and uh, he didn't want to be quoted on the message boards then until it happened, but he thought that Wes was coming here, and he he speaks glowingly of Wes. Says he's an out, got outstanding pedigree, outstanding football mind, uh, a relentless recruiter, and uh, just he he thinks the world of him. He thinks Ole Miss is getting a, a winner there, and I'm pretty sure that's he's going to be the safeties coach. I don't know that for a fact. I do not have a great connection on this coaching staff right now but the way i see it the way it's kind of traditionally should work out is that now they'll get a corner coach i think um pete's probably going to coach linebackers and randall joiner will be with the defensive line and uh i mean there's there's a scenario where they could go with an with a defensive end coach or an outside linebacker coach but i, I don't I just don't see that. I think it's going to be a cornerback coach is the one to hire. And there's several names that are circulating right now, and I, I don't know who it's going to be, but I'll take any of them. I think they're all proven coaches and um, can come in here and do a good job with Pete Golden and the rest of the staff. Yeah, Mark Orphy from Rutgers, the cornerback's coach. He's a candidate, a coach with Golden in Alabama. Um, some others that have been floated, Seattle Seahawks secondary coach and passing game coordinator Carl Scott and Oklahoma co-defensive coordinator, pass defense, cornerbacks and Nichols coach Jay Valai. But Marquise Watson, former staffer, I've heard some stuff about him potentially coming. You mentioned how there could be an outside linebackers coach or a defensive end coach. In a scenario, a scenario like that, he coaches defensive linemen. He'd be like the defensive tackles coach to Randall Joyner with defensive end. But I, I guess the question is, logistically, how many spots are they trying to fill here? Because – I mean, no, I, I think just one more because okay. Biagi, Biagi, the special teams coordinator, is still here. Yeah. So I think they only have one more spot. You can have ten on-field coaches, and they, counting Biagi and counting neighbors and counting Golden, uh, Golding, they've got nine. So they only, there's only one more spot. Okay. Well, uh, now, now how they're going to configure that on the defensive side, I'm not a hundred percent certain of, but it. I suspect that all they need is a corner coach. Don't forget about the the dude at Alabama, Tavarius. Yeah, Traverius Robinson. Um, he's currently the cornerbacks coach at Alabama. He's a candidate too. Yeah. Um, I think I think he he's a might be a viable candidate, but but I really don't know. I I don't want to make any conjecture on that. I just know there's some good candidates out there, and we're in on them.
Do you expect anybody else, coaches or player-wise, to potentially follow Pete Golding here? Because, I mean, that's, I think, the biggest. No, I, I think okay. – I think uh, I think that'd probably be it for now. And maybe some kids come in after the spring, but for this period, I think that's probably it. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the, the linebacker I'm talking about is Demoy Kennedy, um, Alabama Crimson Tide reserve linebacker, former four, four or five star. He's a good player, and Ole Miss needs linebackers. But I'm gonna tell you, Chuck. I mean, I, I feel like overall, just the general uh, feeling toward Ole Miss uh, football and, and the way it ended was so bad and. There was a lot of hand wringing, especially uh, with the Auburn stuff with Lane. But now you're starting to kind of see it level out. Does that make sense? And uh, yeah. again, a lot of it goes back to results and stuff, just getting results. But this is what Ole Miss fans kind of needed right at this moment. Well, I think some some positive things have happened. One, they've shored up the quarterback room. Two, they've hired a uh, an established, experienced championship defensive coordinator. Uh, three, they're shoring up some other positions. They did a nice job at wide receiver. Uh, Riscano, the freshman out of uh, that they signed in the early signing period, is is probably going to take Zach Evans' place. And I hear he's a stud just like Zach Evans was. I don't know if he's as good, but but I hear he's plenty good enough. Uh, then you're on the uh, defensive side, like I said, the staff improvements, I think, uh, or change at least, and uh, they're starting to fill in some holes with some defensive players now. So uh, I think there's just been a, a lot of positive things happen. Um, then you then you take the high school class while, you know, it wasn't enough of them, and you, you can't whitewash that. But there's three or four in there that should help immediately. Aiden Williams, uh, Sontarian Perkins, I mean – <laughs> they don't get much better than that. those two guys. Yeah, and Suntarian was just recently uh, promoted, I guess we could call it, to a five-star on three. Finally got his fifth star, and he was ranked today by Charles Power, on three national recruiting analyst, as one of the instant impact signees in college football next year. I mean, we're, we're talking about a plug-and-play potential guy, but again, it's a freshman, and you just never quite know. Davidson Igbenosum was a plug-and-play guy, and then he kind of you know trailed off toward the end of the year. They obviously want him back, but like – you can't assume that. That's why the portal really matters. That's why the linebacker from Louisville really matters. You just need options. And at quarterback, even at quarterback, I should say, with uh, Jackson Dart established as a starter, you, you needed options. And my question now would be, how do we approach this then? In the spring and fall camp when you go out there, are we covering this like it's a true on quarterback battle competition again? Absolutely. We, okay, yeah. Absolutely. When you bring in two players, the quality of Sanders and Howard – it, it is definitely a battle. Like why? I mean, I just, yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, Dart deserves to take the first snaps because he's the returning starter, but uh, he's got to earn the job again. I mean, and that's that's ideal. I mean, it's like that at every other position. Why shouldn't it be like that at quarterback? I don't, I don't think there should be any guarantees at quarterback. I yeah, mean, I don't yeah. earn sense. the position, just like you have to earn being the the starting corner or the starting wide receiver or whatever. Yeah, but you know how it is in football, man. Quarterbacks get this deference, especially if they're established starters that maybe other positions don't get. Yeah, but that that's not going to be the case here, it doesn't look like. <laughs> well, look, man, when you lose five of your last six, and, and Jackson Dart got better as Ole Miss got worse, so it's not a Jackson Dart issue here, but um, in that scenario, I mean, Lane Kiffin's paid to evaluate literally everything with his program because that's just not an okay way to end things. So, I mean, he's bringing competition to every room, and that matters. And 
I, I think what you wanted to see, and I, I want to hear your opinion on this because nobody in this business even comes close to who I trust as far as Chuck. I mean, you, you set me starting a lot of stuff. So I'm overly emotional. He's like the wet blanket to all my crazy ideas, right? So I'm going to let you wet towel me. That sounded dirty. But I'm going to let you throw a wet blanket on this here and uh, just tell me. I mean, like, this is what we needed to see out of Lane Kiffin, right? We This is what we've been calling to see, wanting to see out of him in terms of aggressiveness and uh, acknowledging the problems for what they were and really aggressively attacking them. And maybe it took a little bit longer than we wanted, but that's more on us than it is on Lane Kiffin. Does that make sense? Like he's doing what you wanted. Yeah, I, I, I can go along with that. But let me just say this right. in addition to that, okay? I, I, I don't disagree with you at all. I agree with you 100% on that, but I think that's just part of the equation. Let me Let me tip our hats to the Ole Miss fans for – uh, backing up this Grove Collective NIL and making a lot of this possible, particularly with returning player retention. Um, I mean, if it weren't for the money that Ole Miss fans had donated toward the Grove Collective and, NI- and Ole Miss NIL, uh, Lane Kiffin's plans be damned. <laughs> I'm telling you now. And and to, you know, he deserves credit. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm happy with what he's done, but let's let's talk about the whole equation here. Uh, the fans deserve a lot of credit, a lot of credit. They do. Nothing's not, like I've always said, and it's like a Parks and Rec joke from uh, from Nick Offerman who played Ron Swanson. Like the three greatest motivators in life are hunger, fear, and money. Right, and and you couldn't do the money, and you couldn't do the hunger. The fear of him going to Auburn really just. It got Ole Miss fans out of their seats and really going, and now they're demanding more. But like they stepped up, and that money is—you're seeing it play out now. Like you don't get Walker Howard and potentially Spencer Sanders, two coveted quarterbacks in the portal, with other comparable programs wanting them without that NIL stock coffers, if you will. I mean, they had to get that done, and that's all a credit to Ole Miss fans. You can say, "Oh yeah, Lane Kiffin did it," but really, that's Ole Miss fans saying, "Hey, look, we want our program to keep rolling here." Yeah, eight and eight and five wasn't enough, and we're pissed off. But dang it, we're going to do our part to try to bring it along. And I think that's a really good point. That some, sometimes gets a little lost that everybody has a part to play here, and Ole Miss fans. Well, really it, play it don't well. don't minimize don't minimize the effect of uh, current roster retention too. Hmm. Uh, that's been that's been huge to me because having dealt in the NIL for a year, I, I know what this means to players' morale. What, what it means to their well-being, what it means to their uh, standard of living. And the Grove Collective had to go in there and re-sign like close to 60 kids. And that's that's no easy task because they, they got agents and people, you know, other schools wanting their talent, uh, you know, tampering, all that crap's going on. So, hey, man, hats off to the – Grove Collective and the fans that made the Grove Collective uh, viable. I, I, I admire them as much as I do Kiffin and his plan. What a difference a day makes. So Monday we're talking about options and things that could be happening. Now these things happen. And basketball wins their first SEC game. It just looks like that the universe is telling you and me, Chuck, that we need to do this more often. That's what it's saying. Well, you know, we talked about it. Monday, uh, we shot 46% from the floor, which is 13% higher than we've been shooting for the whole year, and 41% from three-point, which is uh, 
God Almighty, it's 18% higher than we've oh, yeah. been shooting. That's as good as it Matthew, gets them, Matthew Morrell was uh, 8 for 15, which he's got to be, scored 23 points, had nine rebounds. I mean, that's what Matthew Morrell's got to do. And if he does that, we're going to win more games. They led wire to wire. I watched the entire game, and I'm going to be honest with you, I was just waiting for the bottom to fall out. I was just happy to see them get a win, man. Because, <laughs> God, yeah. it was it was getting sad. Yeah, I understand. Now, look, the bottom line is Chuck Ronswell just delivered. The Godfather delivered again. You brought an Ole Miss basketball <laughs> win. You brought a quarterback, maybe another quarterback coming soon. Look at you. You know, you've earned the trip <laughs> to, to the fishing pond and, and to the golf course. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take it too, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know he is. Chuck Ronswell at Spirit Chuck on Twitter, at Spirit Ben. Both right for the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com and Fit on Three. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Ben. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.